morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day it is. Welcome once again to Gaming Street Regulars. My name is James Irish, and joining me is, as always, Chrissy Harding. Hi, everyone! And today we have not one, but two, maybe two and a half, special guests in the digital recording booth. Introducing first... Ladies and gentlemen, one of our most tenured guests, the always incredible SM Zelda Rules. Hello. Or Zelda for short. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And joining us as well. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the inimitable Hurricane Kitten. Hi, everyone. And joining for the occasional run-in will be her husband, Dabalicious. What's up, guys? He's he's our special he's he's our he's our cameo star for today. Yes. (laughs) So today is the first of what we're hoping will be several cosplay roundtables because cosplay is definitely play, and it's frankly we have so many guests who happen to be cosplayers because well, if you want to get somebody who's going to have an attachment to a particular game, find someone who's done a cosplay from that game. They will probably know it inside and out. But it's a good way to get to know these regulars a little better. So let's start with the obvious first question. Uh, and Zelda, we'll have you go first. What was your first cosplay experience? Well, I grew up drawing on oikaki boards. They're like Japanese drawing boards that are online. And I was about 10. And I made some friends who were like really, really good at drawing on there. And a lot of them ended up cosplaying a few years later when we were older. And so I think I was about like 15 or something when I really, I like begged my parents to buy me a songstress Yuna from Final Fantasy X to costume online. <laughs> and it was so bad. It came in horribly. Like it didn't like even have the, um, black like uh straps on the arms and they were like blue ribbons it looked horrible and i like photoshopped the black ribbons on it and just i used a party city wig that i cut up and chopped but my mom and i made her long tail braid on the in the back of her hair together so that was a really cool experience and i'll always remember that the costume is way long gone now but and i'm more of a riku now anyways so Mm. So, but that, that was that was definitely the first uh, experience. There's not many photos of that anymore because I never wore it to anything special or anything. Oh, how about you, Hurricane? What was your first CODs play that you did? It got you into it. That would be Chun Li. Um, I got into the game much later than a, a lot of people. Like people have been cosplaying way longer than I have. Rolling on what like 2011 is when I started. But my very first convention was with my husband. I had never experienced conventions or really knew about them at the time. Like I'm a super sheltered kid. I didn't even know these things existed, but I played a lot of games with my cousins growing up. And uh, he was like, hey, there's this anime convention and I've been going with my friends for a couple of years. Do you want to check this thing out with me? And I'm like, what's that? (laughs) So he showed me photos of when he used to go with his other friends and uh, I really like deep dove into it and was like, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right the first time. And I want to cost like I want to wear a costume to it. And he's never cosplayed before that either. So he was like, all right, why not? Like, let's let's just do it. And uh, I ended up doing 
like an online store bought Chun Li that was not accurate either. <laughs> um, it was close enough so you knew what it was, but uh, that that was my very first costume, and uh, I ended up actually upgrading her a couple years ago, and she's still like my number one costume that I love to wear. And nothing wrong with store bought. Nope. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. They're they're way better nowadays. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and it's just the fact not everyone has seamstress skills. Like, it is nothing wrong with buying any part of your costume store-bought. Because, one, the person who probably made it, especially if it's someone who made it themselves, like, they're definitely worth the money for something that, you know, that you like that you're going to be proud of wearing. Absolutely. Because any costume I would wear would totally be store-bought at this point. Like, my seamstress skills are, like, I can do a button, and that is the extent of my sewing abilities with anything for clothes. <laughs> like That's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. at this point, I used to make things from scratch and bleed all over my costumes for months. And most of the time now, I don't have the time to be doing that. So I'll do store-bought and just alter things, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. A lot less doing, stressful. Exactly. I've been doing that for so long. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of costumes, unfortunately, that I like. I have to thrift, though, because I cosplay a lot of obscure characters. But like, <laughs> at least like, it's way less sewing, way less time. Just alter crap. Agreed. <laughs> and that right. totally answered one of my questions which would be how you guys feel about um, people who store buy stuff so that's awesome that we that you that everyone's like dude store buy it it's fine because sometimes you get cods players some cods players out there that i've seen in my time doing conventions that are just like if it's not handmade it's like slow your roll dude <laughs> just slow down it's so weird because like everyone seems to talk about that i've never actually met someone who is so adamant about everything needing to be in from scratch but like it obviously they exist if people are talking about it yeah i think i think they're becoming less and less now yeah definitely i've only had a, a run-in with a couple of them online but i've never had anybody well you know, no one's going to say anything to you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it, I, it's very, I think, I think it's pretty rare now to see that. Yeah. It's like um, people who are in like the SCA and stuff where they, you know, that is a group that's like, oh yeah, you're going to wear garb. It needs to be handmade and traditional and. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like even, if you're entering a contest when it comes to craftsmanship, obviously you have to make everything, mm -hmm. but like. Yeah. Like, as I've judged local conventions a lot, especially in 2017, I think I judged, like, four. It was insane. Wow. And nice. there's so many people that, like, try to, you know, fake it and be like, oh, yeah, I totally made this. When, like, you could totally tell it was from, you know, a store because it's so easy to buy from places now. And it's mm -hmm. like, we are not dumb. Like... <laughs> We buy from these stores too. Like it's not like we don't know. Yeah, it's and it's like come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have more respect for you if you admit it. <laughs> no. How about you, Dobbs, if you can answer? Your first costume. Um, my first costume, unsurprisingly, was that same convention that we were just talking about. And it was Ken 
for Street Fighter. We did Ken and Chun-Li. Oh, that's awesome. And, and it was actually kind of funny because I've been going to cons for a couple years. Um, but I think my first Otacon, I was like, I want to say like 16 or 17 or something. And by the time where we went to Otacon together, I was, what, 22? And I had just like seen cosplayers, but it just never struck me as something that I thought I'd be interested in. And then when I invited Kitten to go, and she's like, no, we're doing costumes. Like, <laughs> like what, what would I do? Like, it just wasn't a question that I posed to myself. Yeah, I just didn't never... It was just weird that I had never thought of what kind of costume I'd want to do for myself. Or I just didn't think it was for me. Or, like, cosplayers are weird. Like, there's there at the con. <laughs> but now, like, now it's me, so. Because, <laughs> like, but, no, I it was, used it was to be on that time. I thought, and I'm, I'm glad I did it. So every cosplayer I know has at least half a dozen unfinished projects. <laughs> are there any you're willing to talk about now? Or are there are most of them still stuff you want to be surprises? Kitten, why don't you go first? Oh, boy. Um, I have had old school Miss Marvel, the black suit with the lightning bolt on my mannequin for the and last, the wedgie bait. I don't know, probably f- almost five years now. Yeah, four or five years. Four or five years. I don't know why. I just, I, I haven't finished her. Uh, I have all the patterns cut out. I just need to put the bolt on. But I just haven't finished her for whatever reason. I <laughs> there, there's a ton others, but that's probably the oldest project that's been sitting for me. How about you? How about you, uh, Zelda? Uh, I never used to be this kind of person. I used to be like one one project at a time. But since the pandemic hit, I've had a lot of stuff like in progress. Right now. I have four-ish, I think. I've got Berserker Riku from Final Fantasy X-2. Junior from Xenosaga. I'm actually waiting on my friend because she made my cloak. So I'm going to be, like, adding the details to it once it's sent to me. So that's, like, on hold. And I've got uh, Prince of Facade from the first Nier game, Replicant and Gestalt. I've done his mask already, but I still need to just make the costume, and I haven't done that yet. And then Vivi from Final Fantasy IX. I have him in Vivi! Yeah, someone from my um, Twitch community actually bought the cloak that I'm going to mod for it on my throne. Which nice. And so. I can't wait to see me. that one. Yeah, I have pants that I could paint too that are kind of baggy that will work, I think. So I'm. I'm like pretty much already got all the base stuff ready to mod. So, and I already have the hat and the mask done. So, and um, I guess overall, I think my next like ultimate dream costume that's not in a group because I have so many groups still that are dreams, but mm-hmm. probably Shelk. Shelk from Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus is probably nice. my next like dream dream that I've always wanted to do, but it's a bodysuit. And I, I think there are some shops that still sell it. So maybe I could buy it and then have someone help me alter it if I need altering because bodysuits are definitely not something I would be able to work on myself. But she was always really cool. Big into Final Fantasy. Uh, Hurricane Dobby, I know you both are big into Final Fantasy 14. Uh, Zelda, have you given that any try yet? Um, Apps actually, my MMOs aren't really my thing. 
<laughs> I um I do play Genshin, but that's like a like a really small MMO. It's not really like huge like 14 is. I wish I could get into it, but there's just so much that goes into that. I've never I I grew up with Max, so I never was into like the whole online thing. But my boyfriend Raf is really into it. Like so he is thinking of maybe like restarting it. Like so you can replay the story segments. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and so I can like watch it because he's like you'll really like the story and I'm like okay well I guess on our free time we can watch I can watch you play it I guess replay it yeah because one of the costumes I associate most with you uh, Zelda is your Final Fantasy VI Gal cosplay <laughs> you you bring uh, so much appropriate impish charm <laughs> to the character of me. Yeah, he's great. I love cosplaying him because I'm I could just act like a gremlin the whole time and it's fun. <laughs> Especially if like cuz I've done I've done it with people. Like that it's mainly 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 when I wear gao, it is with other people. So like if it was like Lady Zero cosplay cosplaying Tara with me, I would just like follow her around and everyone would be like, "Oh my gosh, Tara." And <gasps> gao with her <laughs> like just like <laughs> so shocked. And I remember when I when Vicious Cosplay did her like wedding gown, Celeste, the opera yes. dress. I oh. would just carry her train around at Katsukon. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, and that which reminds me, I think if if Hurricane Kitten and Dobby were were ever inclined, I think they'd make excellent Realm and Locke, respectively. Aww. Aww. I haven't played it, so <laughs> don't yell at me. I haven't played it, so I have to Google who that is. <laughs> I will say my dream cosplay from FF6 is actually Sabin. Because oh, Sabin, yay. I have, yeah. I have this dream to just play on the whole suplexing the train. Yes. Game, and I wanted, to just, like, I wanted to carry around like either like a plush or like an inflatable Thomas the Tank Engine to suplex. That's oh, awesome. that's awesome. I love it. Not even the ghost train, just suplex any train. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in six is when Gao and Sabine ha- like dance together. <laughs> it's so good. I gotta see this Gao cosplay. <laughs> I'll, hold on, I'll pull it up. I bought like men's swimsuit trunks and painted the circles on it, and then <laughs> I had leftover yellow fabric from my Luca from Chrono Trigger scarf, so I just like used it for the clothes, the cape thing. And then oh God, I got one so of those cool. like party party city green rocker wigs and just styled the heck out of it. Oh, you guys look so good. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my gosh. I love this. Hurricane Kitten said, I love this. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I do say that a lot. <laughs> That's like me saying, so drink. Yeah. <laughs> so Locke was the one character you mentioned. What was the other one? I'm sorry, I missed it. Realm. 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 The artist. Yeah, she's an artiste. Oh, cutie. I and, doing that. and we gave Hurricane Kitten inspiration. Well, heard oh, adding to the other long list. <laughs> Play the game first. Trust me, you will fall in love with these characters. <laughs> Yeah, they are really cute. I, I Six is probably my second fave after 10. And I didn't think that would ever happen. I had a friend from college who was like, 
you should play six. You'll love it more than seven. And I was like, I don't know. And then I played it. I'm like, oh my God, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it sad? Like out of all the Final Fantasies, like seven is not in my top five. Like it pushed to four after I played, I replayed nine recently. So yeah, (laughs) because nine is my third problem. Yeah, it's like it's for me. It's like ten, six, three, because that was the first Final Fantasy I played, so I always have a spot in my heart. Um, nine, and then fourteen, because I I played a little bit of fourteen and I fell in love with it. Um, but it's it's like everyone's like seven is the best, and I'm like, it's good, but <laughs> I think it's mainly because of how like industrial feeling it is compared to like all the others it definitely stands out before 15 came out obviously well yeah but like it's like so different and uh like more modern feeling rather than medieval yeah it's more of a steampunk fantasy feel which is kind of cool because you don't see that very often with fantasy because fantasy isn't just like medieval like sorcerers it's any it could very easily be placed in like an industrial kind of steampunkish time, which mm-hmm. I have to give him kudos because at the time, not many people did that with yeah, fantasy. Yeah, I think that's why it's so groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's like, and in, in the story is great. I give this. I like the story. I like how it gives you the ability to choose like who your love interest is going to be, and and not just and not just you know just not just between like the two girls you can take one of the guys on a date as well <laughs> which i did not realize until one of my nieces was was telling me about it she's like it's so groundbreaking you can have a gay couple and i'm like what are you talking about and then she showed me like a video of it and i'm like okay and i was like you know what you're right that is a secret i did not know <laughs> you could take anyone on the date yeah you know I, and i give it a, and i also love the fact that it's it just gut punches you too but on the whole of like, will I pick it up and replay it? Mm. Yeah, it's so long. Yeah, so. it's. I mean, yeah. yeah, I remember the I remember the two disc, <laughs> the two di- the two disc system originally, because I was dating a guy who had it, and he was just like, "Yeah, am I finally starting disc two? I'm like, "Didn't you get this four months ago?" Yeah, did you? <laughs> and I'm th- and part of me is like, "Did you put it down?" And he's like, "No, I, I play." He goes, "I play a little bit every day." He goes, "It's just a very long game." I'm like, obviously. <laughs> We talked extensively about your about the Strider cosplaying in, when we had you on last, uh, Kitty and Dobby. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other outfits of yours that I can th- remember. Uh, but, oh, yes. Juliet Starling. <laughs> yeah, that one. That has inspired some uh, horror stories. Uh, I guess you could say that. <laughs> that costume was a learning experience. Uh in, in multiple ways, yeah. That was the costume that almost made me fall out of love with cosplay. Not because of any, like, hardships that I had making stuff for it or, like, anything like that. It was just, I had some unfortunate run-ins with some folks in the community with that costume. Oh, no. Yeah, and, Lollipop uh, Chainsaw, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I wore that to my first mag fest and that was when cosplay wasn't very big at the time at that convention oh yeah and i had some unfortunate comments yelled at me down a hallway and uh, it really really made me not feel welcome there or like i wanted to cosplay like at all for the rest of the weekend kind of thing Um, it's a good thing i wasn't there otherwise those guys would have taken gotten a one-way 
ticket to Dick Kick City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back- you- oh, so you would leave evidence. See, I wouldn't leave any evidence of their existence once I was done with them. <laughs> Back then, I, I was still pretty new into cosplay, so I wasn't as uh, loud or outspoken as I am now, either, uh, personality-wise. So, I mean, if that happened now, I, we'd have a problem. But <laughs> back then, I was just like, wow, um, can I borrow your jacket and can we go back to the room so I can change kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, so, that I, I actually ended up not returning to MAGFest for a couple of years after that because I felt so not welcome. That's so sad. I heard like it used to be so bad like that. Yeah, luckily it's not anymore. I mean, everybody loves it now and and there's huge shoots set up and stuff just like KatsuCon and it's much more welcoming now. But uh, definitely back then there were some growing pains. I think I started going in like 2017. So... I've always heard like stories about that and like for like pre that year. So I was like, oh man, it's lame. I was thinking actually, Kitty, about the time you got kicked out of an arcade. Oh boy. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> and I will edit this part out. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, I ended up doing uh, a photo shoot of Julia in an arcade and. Um, wasn't really I, I didn't think I was doing anything like it's it's a cheerleading outfit what what can I say I mean it is a smaller top you know it's not like a full shirt or anything and um nothing's hanging out yeah nothing's hanging out yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't like posing with my skirt up or anything and uh we we ended up getting kicked out of the arcade because um people just weren't happy that we were taking photos around like pinball machines and stuff so that was fun. There were children there. There actually weren't. <laughs> there weren't because it was in the middle of the day, like on a school day. I thought there was like, I thought there was like one kid there. And, like, I don't think so. Because it, it was like on a Friday during school. Oh, <laughs> the kid was getting his A grade in hockey. Hooky. No, wait, that's hooky. No C, just another O. <laughs> oh my lord like were there clor- like was there actually like a plural a pearl clutcher there that's like oh my god think of the children it's a I guess so move along we we were told we weren't allowed to come back and that's perfectly fine because wow. I wouldn't want to go that far anyways because they, they were in another state like we had to cross the state border to get down there for our photographer but never went back uh, that was our piece downtown here, and they're like, "Yeah, come over whenever." You know, like they don't care. <laughs> wow, just okay. Um, if nothing <laughs> is, sh- uh, never mind. I, 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 I have opinions and I have thoughts, and now is not the appropriate time for me to rant. So, <laughs> <laughs> folks are strange sometimes, but that's all right. We we just move on and shoot somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'd think a country founded by hyper puritanical religious fanatics wouldn't wouldn't be this bad. Oh wait, <laughs> you just answered your own question. Especially, yeah, that's that's a fair that's a fair assumption. This 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 country is so liberal. Really, Do you know what happened the last? Have you noticed what happened? No, okay, no, all right. You you live in your little bubble and think what you want to think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to Denmark. Don't go to Italy. Also, also as a side note, I love Strider. I actually like. I found 
well, we didn't find it. Like we were, we were visiting friends in uh, Chicago area, and there's this arcade galloping ghost that's like free to play. You pay, you pay to get in, and it's free to play for every game in there. And I found Strider too, and it was like so much fun. And I was like, wow, this is great. I spent like an hour playing it. It was so fun. And then so I bought the PS4 remaster. Yeah. And it was I streamed some of it for Extra Life that year. That uh, it was like a couple years ago that I played it, and I loved it so much. He's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> very very good games. Excellent character. That was yeah. those were our first handmade, like fully handmade costumes. Nice. And that is on my list of things of unfinished projects. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do Hien, and you're gonna uh, no. Yes. Yeah. For for whatever reason, his name like totally escaped my mind for a second. Yes, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna make a new one. I'm gonna do Hian, and you're gonna do regular Strider. Nice. Um, I remember like my unfinished portion of that was I, I really wanted to redo the belt. And at my work a couple years ago, we got they sent us this little promotional thing. It's just like this build it yourself cube, and it was in these these sheets of foam that were cut out, and you got to like punch out the pieces and like build this cube. And a lot of people didn't want them. So I'm like frantically going around all my coworkers like, yo, I want this thing because I'm just like hoarding foam. Like, I'm going to build so much cool stuff. I'm going to show all you guys. It's going to be great. And now I have an an unused pile of foam sitting upstairs. (laughs) Is it bad enough that you're foaming at the mouth? I love how we still have that one as like as like on as like one of the go to like it's literally like we have to have that one on speed dial anytime you make a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's how much we've used it. But my question, because to me is like as as a writer and someone who writes and I could always finish a story, but the story's never finished. It's kind of I feel like that's maybe kind of the way with some of the cosplay. Like, are you truly finished with a costume or are you always looking for ways to improve it? That was no, I'm, that was a very deep sigh on my end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I unfortunately am that type of person that's like I could do this better. I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've redone Chun Li's bracelets, and I'm still like, well, I can do this better. So nothing's ever <laughs> truly finished for me. I there's just always something to upgrade, or always something different, or you you know you learn different um ways to make things or different uh, techniques to paint and stuff like that so it's mm-hmm. there's always upgrades yeah i'm kind of like when i go back and i look, read an old story that could be published on fanfic.net and i go back you know 20 years later and read i'm like oh i should have done this instead of that as a choice like <laughs> just never finish how about you zelda do you run across that too where you look at a costume you're like oh um, i could i need to nowadays, do fix this i can do this better nowadays yes in the past, no. I would always be like, nah, I'm never going to like remake this. But then, obviously, I remade Black Rose a couple years ago. So <laughs> then I started turning In other into... words, you're never truly done. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. Because like, cause I first made it in 2015, and then like five years passed. And I was like, damn, it doesn't fit me right. Like, why did I do that? Why did I use Warbler for the boobs? I didn't need to. But it was back when Warglow was so big and like everyone was using it. So, yeah. so I just, I had like a bra, like a strapless bra left over from my sister's wedding forever ago. And I was like, I could use this for, to remake Black Rose. And since I was furloughed, I had all the time in the world. 
and I just I pre-made it all in like a week and I was like this is so much better let's go out and shoot it now and <laughs> to put uh, in uh, to, could you explain to the people who might not know what warbla is warbla is a thermal plastic where you can like uh heat form it and shape it into things that uh into like the into shape that you need there's a bunch of other things. Warbler was like just really, really big back then in like 2015 when I, I got back into cosplay after a break because of college in like 2014 is when I started doing it again. And like everyone was using Warbler. And then there was other stuff that came out like Thebra and Wonderflex, I think was also pretty big back then. But Warbler yep. always took the reins. It was just like so popular. And uh, but you could do you could do stuff with just foam without covering it with warblet easily like but nobody no nobody wanted to do that so everyone just wanted to take the easy route with warblet but honestly warblet is kind of hard for me to use I only use it when I really really need to because it also will melt if you leave it in your car and on a hot day too yeah. so like it's it's gonna just ruin itself <laughs> so you gotta be careful with it. Now, like, foam clay is really, really nice. Yes. Because, like, it's literally foam, so it's not going to melt once you shape it. After a couple days, it will dry and stay in place. And it will be squishy, and it will be comfortable. It won't be hard and sharp like Warbler will be if you don't, like, back it with something. So, yeah, my, my cosplay partner, Rabbit in the Moon cosplay, she she was like, nah, just use Warbler when you really need to. It's not worth the money. When you can just do a lot of stuff that you want to do with just foam. So she she taught me a lot with that kind of stuff. I wish we, like the stage that we are in cosplay where foam is so dominant now, I wish we had that back then. Because yeah. I fed into the whole warbler thing too. And wow, that stuff is expensive. <laughs> oh my God, it's so expensive. And they have so many different kinds now. They got the clear one. They got, I use the black one if I use it now because it's yeah. smoother. Yep, that's what why, I have too. Why would you get the brown one now when you have to sand that like crazy to get it smooth? <laughs> so we talked about some of your most frustrating cosplay experiences, Kitty. How about some of your most positive experiences? Ooh. Easily nothing at a convention. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and I only say that because I, I took the passion for costuming and I use it for charity. So the heartwarming experiences that I have with kids and their families and doing like hospital visits or putting on our own events for kids, that means so much more to me than like going to hang out with friends in costume not that there's anything wrong with that because I love doing that don't get me wrong but it, it feels like it means so much more to me um being able to take something that I love and turn that into something that I can give back to somebody and create an experience that you know that kid or that family is going to remember for a really long time yeah. wonderful Zelda how about some of yours Probably cosplay groups that I've dreamt about for forever because I was a wee baby when I started cosplaying <laughs> and I had all these dreams and then my dad crushed them because he was so overprotective. Oh, so that's why I took that break because I had to pay my way through college and my first car and like had so many expenses. So I didn't have time to cosplay. But when I got back into it, 
everyone knew me as like the girl who cosplays old stuff. But it's like it's partly because I never had the chance to when I first started. So and um, things like the Chrono Trigger group, like the full Chrono Trigger group I was in was really awesome. And I don't talk to some of the people in it now, but at least it has been completed and it was awesome. And I had such a fun time. I did a, a huge Xenogears group that same weekend too. That was my first MAGFest actually wow. doing those. Like, I don't think it would ever happen again. So it was, it was a really good time for <laughs> when it happened. I think I had a Final Fantasy VI group that weekend too. It wasn't mine, but um, but I had a friend that was that put it together, and that was really fun as well. That's so cool. Yeah, that, that is something that, that I haven't been able to do. I haven't been able to really get into group costumes. It's um, it's really really fun, and I actually like a lot of things kind of went wrong with like the the person that did lead the Chrono Trigger and Xenogears groups. Like he was a little. He's a little touchy, a little like, uh, like wanted everything to be perfect. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start making some groups of my own and I'm not going to be like that. <laughs> I'm not going to be all like micromanaging people. Cause it's like, you know, if you get it done, you get it done. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't know why people are so like uptight about that. So I made a point to whatever groups I put together, I'm not going to be like that. And there are some great groups I put together, like, um, so we could in five, I got the whole like uh, main characters together. Um, trying to think, what else? There is quite a lot I have done, <laughs> but Sweet and Five was definitely one that I don't think I have. I I didn't think I would ever have a Sweet and Five group, but I met people from Magfest that wanted to get one together, and it was awesome because I played that in high school, and like nobody knew Sweet and back then that I knew. And so meeting people who do know, it was like, wow, mind-blowing. Like, people know what Suikoden is. That's awesome. <laughs> trying to replay the second one soon. How many games have an Iron I Chef minigame? <laughs> I've only played two and five. I, I really need to, like, redo the whole series in order. I think it would be really fun to do because I've only played two and five. But I do cosplay from two as well, so we can get a group together for that, too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, just, like stuff like that um obviously near as well um i've always wanted a dragon guard one group too but that never happened but at least i got it got near groups in the past those are uh, in my belt um because that's my second favorite game ever after chrono trigger so the first near not near automata um, and i'm glad that it got remastered after automata got so popular so now people know more people know know about the first near game so yeah that's probably Probably my top stuff is uh, cosplay groups with others. It's always such a great time to come together and like people freak out about you. I think the last freak out I experienced was the last MAGFest was 20, 2020. I cosplayed from Haunting Ground with my friend. We did Fiona and Daniela. And literally there was only 10 people who came up to us, but like all of them were just so excited. They're like, I've never thought I've seen Haunting Ground cosplay in my life. <laughs> so that was really fun. That's awesome. So what are some, for someone who um, is going to actually start going in, who actually wants to kind of like jump right on in and do this, what is some advice you would give them, you know, to help them kind of ease their worry or, or just kind of like, hey, here's a pro tip that I wish I knew back when I first started. 
anyone mm. could jump in on that one. <laughs> Don't use Warbler. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think for uh, something that I at least wish I could tell younger me is to uh, not get burnt out on the social media aspect of it. Like it's, it's, it's said so many times over and over, but just cosplay for fun. And if it stops being fun and it feels like it's a job, then maybe take a break from it. I agree. That would probably be mine too. Like there's so much you could do to hide likes and stuff. And I always recommend people to do that. (laughs) Even on Twitch too. I hide my viewers. Like I don't see how many viewers I have until I raid someone and it says how many there are in, in the, in their chat. Like, it's just way better that way. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. I think for me, I'd say, like, just do it for fun. Because, like, as somebody who, like, wasn't really into the idea of cosplay at first and, like, trying it out, like, maybe you can just, like, start out with something store-bought, see if you can get into it, and just make sure you're doing it because you're having fun. Then there's mm-hmm. a whole community of people that are into, like, the same obscure, weird stuff that you are, too, like Zelda was saying. And, like, we've experienced that cons, too. Like some of your favorite memories you'll build in those communities is people that are just all of a sudden into this same random little obscure game that you're cosplaying from, or like you recognizing somebody and you just make somebody's day. Mm-hmm. So go, don't feel like you have to stick to mainstream and like aim to be like the most recognizable person. Just do what you like. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a graphic designer, so I am able to like edit my own photos, which is cool. And like there's, cause there's so many, projects that I had in my mind that I've always wanted to do and being able to like edit the photos to be like how I wanted them as a kid like because I've always dreamed of cosplaying this character when I was a kid and never had the chance to until now like it's so cool to like finally uh complete that dream and like that's that's why I do it because it's not for the fame or anything because like I'll, uh, some people when I first started streaming they're like do you ever do you ever want to become twitch partner and I'm like no like I play the most like stupid games that nobody knows like I'd never be able to do it anyways it's, it's just what I like so and the minute you play a game somebody knows in come the creepers oh man yeah craziness at least Genshin has calmed down a lot but like man kind of makes me sorry I suggested day of the tentacle to you <laughs> Uh, no actually that that one wasn't too bad like i had an issue with someone actually just a couple days ago for crisis core because like there was some there was some people that came in and like just spoiled like cloud showing up i was like yo dude like i've never played this before i like i kind of figured he was here but i didn't know like for sure it's just just wild how many people just want to just come in and ruin things for people and think oh that that's not a spoiler yes it is <laughs> yeah i have had my fair share of that and it's always met with well this game came out like 20 years ago i'm yeah. like cool i didn't have a console then so just exactly. let me do my thing man <laughs> like people just don't get it oh. yeah and that's why i put a spoiler alert when i was talking about the lego batman movie recently <laughs> We we usually always started with a spoiler alert, and that's usually if you haven't heard about it by now, we're sorry. <laughs> and that, but I feel like spoiler alert, like that should be on like the more obscure games, like Day of the Tentacle or Zombies, like games that are not like. But if someone is like, "Hey, do you know in Mario Brothers this is what happens?" Like, 
you don't know the ending of Mario Brothers by now, <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> you, you, we need to get you out of your time capsule. But <laughs> yes, please bring me out of my time capsule. <laughs> Come to my house. We will play with my retro pie. <laughs> All I have, I now have. I or just come join us at the strong sometime. I mean, that's, that's the whole do. reason that I, I got into streaming, anyways. Because I mean, I w- when I said I was sheltered, I mean like I'm I'm sheltered. I didn't have cable <laughs> growing up. Like I lived off of Disney VHSs and like PBS Hell Kids. Yeah. So oh, yeah. um, the most you know, gaming that I did was whenever I visited my cousins and I had a PlayStation. I, I didn't really know about arcade machines or anything like that until I was, you know, in high school or, you know, whenever. And uh, that's the whole reason I started streaming was to go back and visit classics that everybody loves. I mean, the first yeah. game that I played through on stream was Secret of Mana. Well, wow, that I game actually- is hard. Yeah, I just played that with my former roommate a couple of years ago. We didn't stream it, but that I never had the chance to play it. Yeah, it, I really it's... wish I played the remaster because they definitely made some life upgrades in that game. And I, I played the original one, and I hated some portions of oh, it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I can name though. what portions it is that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the same ones like, that I hate. I, I think it was like the first or the second boss even um i didn't realize the witch's mansion i couldn't yes. even tell you yes okay yeah the one I where you can't realize... beat any where you can't beat any of the monsters yet so you have to like run by them just to get to the boss well there was that and then i didn't realize that the boss fight you could literally just spam fire and mm-hmm. i didn't know that the more you use spells the higher it leveled it oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how long I... it took me to learn that too <laughs> i i didn't use magic like at all basically until i got there and yeah because you could just hack and slashy right yeah Yeah. exactly so i spent like i I had to do it off stream because i spent like 20 (laughs) minutes trying to fight this thing and then (laughs) i somehow i I was watching someone else they raided into somebody that was doing the remaster and he beat it in like two minutes and i was like excuse me what is happening right now? And I was like, Dobby, why would you let me do this to myself? I really like the style of the original, like the 2D stuff, because I, yeah. I I really did not like the 3D of the remaster, so that's why I played the original too. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah you sit there and it's like, and then when the person's like, yeah, I could have told you how to do that, you literally are like, you will die tonight. You have to die <laughs> at some point. My niece, my one niece likes to pick on me because every so often when I play a game and I hit a hard part, I want to play. You know, I'm immediately on my phone on IGN, look looking up the walkthrough. <laughs> she can't spell ignorant without IGN. <laughs> and literally, and she's just like, you know, she's like, can't Chris, you know, you play games all the time. Why are you looking at? That? I'm like, you be quiet, <laughs> because it's either this or it goes out the window, and I do <laughs> not have the energy to rage quit right now. <laughs> I hate how IGN is the first one when you Google something. <laughs> I usually go to like Jagged or something. Yeah, I I actually usually end up going to um, Game Cheats. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But every yeah, it's that is it, that is annoying. It's like every time you type in walkthrough, it's like I IGN is right there, and you're like, <laughs> their SEO must be really really good. <laughs> they must have they must have have they must have like the logger the logarithm like cracked at this point like just they're always number one i'm like either a you're spending a lot of money on bribes or b you just figured out the google logarithm and haven't told any of us (laughs) 
So, James, anything else you want to ask? I'm running out of questions. They've covered most of what I wanted to talk about really well. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So this ties back a little bit into the spoilers thing. I finally just finished the latest expansion of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with some characters. And I'm like, wow, I really want to cosplay this. And then it dawned on me. What do you guys think is the acceptable time span after a game comes out for like spoiler-ish costumes? It's a really good question. Because yeah, I know a lot of people are suffering with that too. Well, didn't the didn't the um, the guy with the like crystal face? Mm-hmm. He was also a spoiler too, right? A little bit, yeah. I feel like people started making that maybe like a couple months after the expansion, right? I feel. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So maybe like that. I don't know. I think a lot of times too with with the spoiler cosplay. I think if you, I obviously give people maybe I think in my to me it's like give people a month or two to kind of get to that point. Yeah. But I, I think more or less it comes down to if you're wearing it to a convention and somebody is like, Oh, who are you dressed as? Mm -hmm. I think how you answer that question is what more or less makes it a spoiler. That's true. Yeah. You could just be like, I'm from final fantasy 14, but I'm not going to say who. (laughs) Or like, Oh, it's a character from 14. Have you played the expansion pack yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, play the expansion pack, You'll and then you'll know who it is. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's also a nice little hook to them of like, ooh, maybe I'll check that out. Or if there's someone who's like, well, I don't, I have no intention of playing it, then probably you could tell them all about the character. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's letting them figure out how much they want to know. I'm just trying to figure out why people want to cosplay the tailpiece of a car. I saw the door there, and I should have—I should have seen he was going to walk through it, and I still <laughs> just held it open. Come on, come on! You—you you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. <laughs> oh goodness! I want to see the fine though, print. I like that. <laughs> so. Dobby, is that what what your arguments with Kitty sound like? <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any puns whatsoever? I, it's just a blank stare and a really, <laughs> like, really, really like, why did I marry you? <laughs> <laughs> I married you. <laughs> it's like I had options. <laughs> <laughs> so, where can people find you on social media? Zelda, go first. I am S M Zelda Rules. Literally everywhere. <laughs> on Twitter, on Twitch, on Instagram, and crappy Facebook. <laughs> oh, Facebook. You soul-sucking device that you are. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I'm still on there is is it's where everybody else is. Except for Hurricane Kitten. Yeah, I, I got rid of mine. <laughs> Funny story, uh, Zelda, I don't know if you remember this or not. This was many, many years ago. <laughs> this kind of ties back into that whole social media thing. I, I felt like I had to like post something every day just to stay mm. relevant kind of thing. And I remember it was like 4th of July, like maybe like eight years ago or something. I don't even know. 
but I remember you commented on something because I asked what people were doing for 4th of July weekend. And you, <laughs> we, we were talking about our neighbors barbecuing and how it smelled really good. And that's like my first memory of you. And it's so minuscule and so long ago, but it just sticks in oh, my no. brain. Oh, what did I say? Do you know what oh, I said? I, I don't even remember what you said, but we were just oh. talking about like our neighbors barbecuing and how it smelled really good. And we wish we had some barbecue. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's so funny, like the things that stick in your head. You're like, I that was my first memory of you, and it's like, what? that's the one you picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the one the brain decided to go. Okay, I do. My nieces do that all the time, where they're just like, they're like, I remember this, and I and literally the rest of us will be like, does anyone else remember that happening? Because I don't. Yeah, like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. This was back when I, I still had like a Facebook fan page before they turned it into whatever it is. Oh, the likes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I remember making one. It was like 20. I think when I got back into Costa, so it might have been 2014. And when I was making Lana from Hyrule Warriors, I think that's when I started. I made, made one. And it was when you could like pages with your page and yeah. I broke Facebook I broke my Facebook page because of that because I like too many pages oh, no. and like when they changed the the feature to like show you who what you're you could like go to the like this page where it showed you a feed of all the pages you liked with your page yes and it broke when that first came out, it broke for me because I had too many pages liked. Oh no! <laughs> so I had to start. I had to start going through one by one, unliking things, and it took so long because it would tell you that you unlike too many pages every day. Oh no! And so, like, I just I like gave up at one point. I was like, this is just crazy. And You're like, like, like whatever, whoever programmed Facebook, you suck. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> You like, like too totally. many pages, and it's like, no, you dislike too many pages. It's like, pick one. <laughs> it was insane, and good thing they don't have that anymore, anyways. But, but I, I just use Facebook as a photo dump now. If I finish a costume, I just post it on there because I do know there's some people that just follow me there and yeah, don't use yeah. any other social media. So, and I post like my stream schedule there, even though there's so much text in it and nobody sees it because of the text because Facebook sucks. Yeah, um, but. Like, <laughs> I'm like, whoever sees it will see it, whatever. <laughs> All right. And uh, as for the contact information for Chrissy and I, we're going to have that for you right after we wrap up the episode. Normally, this is when we do this day in gaming history. But guess what? Jack squat happened today. <laughs> I've been looking and looking and looking. And there is nothing related to the states wow. that would mean much to people but there wasn't but i did just find a japan release oh go for it that ties back to our previous conversation you'll make Ken today happy. was the japanese release of strider 2 on the playstation Ooh. Ooh. well you made ken happy who teacher. listens to us okay <laughs> my, my friend kentaro yeah. in japan listens to us so he'll be happy with that this is relevant to my interests. <laughs> <laughs> so see, there was something. It just was more international than you're used to. Yeah, I just, I just, I had to dig a little deeper <laughs> and hope I didn't dig myself into a big hole. Don't worry, I have rope. 
Enough rope to hang myself with? No, just get you out of the hole. You got to find your own rope for that. <laughs> okay. So, Zelda, Kitty, Dobby, we love having you on this podcast. Anytime you want to come back, say the word. But of course, we're probably going to invite you back ahead of ahead of that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you guys have anything you want to talk about, a sh- uh, game you want to talk about, board game, and video card. game. What's Near that? And Dragon Guard. Near and Dragon Guard. I would totally love. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to the schedule, James. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we will put Nier in probably July. Okay, Sweet. and we already have... we already have. I gotta have time to actually play it. The first one, not Automata. Any <laughs> of them. Or just, watch it, or just watch them do the playthroughs on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. That's what I end up doing. I'm like, I don't have enough time to play. Boom. Here, you play while I do my jigsaw puzzle. Awesome. <laughs> so, yep. So, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. It is always a fabulous time when you guys are here. Thank you, Dobbs, for being our, our cameo star. He ran to let the dogs out. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'll let him know. Actually, that was an, actually that was a question I want to ask. Have you guys ever included the dogs in on the COTS play? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you. We <laughs> this was, Okay, so we've been planning to do Cowboy Bebop stuff before <gasps> – uh, oh yeah! Netflix picks it up because we have Ayn and he literally has a red collar and a gold tag and everything. So we want to do um, Ayn and uh, Spike, uh, and Spike and Faye. I was going to say Spike and Faye. Yes. yes. Oh, that would be so cool! I couldn't. I can't wait to see that one when you guys eventually do it. Yeah. Wait. wait me and Raph, uh, another me and thing that we bought. Have- Oh, I'm we sorry. Go have, ahead. Uh, we still have Ed and Jet. So <laughs> yeah. <into> group. <laughs> hey, there's a thought. I should look up Cowboy Bebop Lego. Oh. Mm. Yes. But uh, that was another thing that we ended up buying and we're just going to modify. That's so awesome. Much the, costumes, the costumes for them were pretty good. Yeah. Jet, unfortunately, I had to make and thrift for, for Raph, but <laughs> but it was worth it. He loves Cowboy Bebop. He loves it. Good stuff. That is and that's of course, a great idea. I say this to all our guests, but we we got to get you up for the Strong Museum one of these days, Kitty. Yeah, when it's like safe to be around people again. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. We should take them to Swole Burgers too. Mm-hmm. I, we promise you they won't kick you out of that one if you dress up as Juliet Starling. <laughs> you know what? I can't even fit that costume anymore. She's not public safe anymore. <laughs> okay. But for Chrissy, for Zelda, for Kitty, for Dobby, I'm James Irish. Thank you so much for listening to Gaming Studio Regulars. And as always, game on. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Want to support the Irregulars? Head over to www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. We're part of the media division of Flower City Comic Con, based in Rochester, New York. We're a nonprofit group 
everything we make off of Patreon and everything else we do goes right back into putting on our future conventions and other events, from reserving the facilities to bringing in guests. If you pledge any amount, even a slim dollar, you will receive improved access to my blog entries, where every Tuesday I go over current video game news and write retrospectives on old-school arcade games, all delivered conveniently to your inbox. There's plenty of other perks and rewards, and if you don't see what you're looking for, reach out to the crew. They'll be happy to work with you. Want to get a hold of us in particular? You can email Christy directly at k-r-i-s-s-i at fc3roc dot org and me at j-a-m-e-s at fc3roc dot org at the moment we're still working out most social media matters but we are indeed on facebook at gaming street irregulars chrissy and i are fairly frequently there sharing news and things we find cool and begging i mean asking for your questions and answers to be used in upcoming episodes yeah, asking. That's the ticket. We love hearing from you all, whether you have praise, constructive criticism, or just want to share something cool and gaming-related yourselves. Also, wherever you find FC3 on social media, we're usually not too far behind. So if you reach out to them with something for us, they'll get it to us shortly. Legally speaking, all music, sound effects, voice clips, and so on are the properties of their respective owners. We make no claim to them and have no intention of profiting off of them. Please don't sue us. We have nothing you'd want.